everybody, and welcome to our very first episode of Sorry, I'm All Booked, the podcast by librarians and for librarians. I'm your host, Emily Golightly, and today we're going to be talking about lots of different things, but first of all, I wanted to talk to you guys about why I'm creating this podcast and what it all is really about. So for starters, I created this podcast and named it Sorry I'm All Booked because any of you that are school librarians probably know that the librarian in your school is the person that kind of ends up doing a little bit of everything. So at my school, I am a testing coordinator, I'm a volunteer coordinator, I'm a mentor teacher, I give um, reading intervention groups, I provide ESL support for um, students who are newcomers. And on top of that, I also run our Battle of the Books team, and I help, you know, run our school news program, and just lots and lots and lots of different things. Um, Social media, our school website, you know, the list can go on and on. So I thought about the title, and I thought, well, I definitely want it to relate to books and a play on words with books and reading. And then I thought, well, you know, I'm always busy. I'm always doing 50 bazillion different things. So I thought this is the perfect title for a librarian because we're all always doing 50 bazillion different things. So for those of you who are school librarians and you already know a little bit about this world in which we live, you are totally um, my people. You get it. If you are not a school librarian and you're just dabbling your toes in the water thinking about school librarianship or maybe you're in a graduate program learning about becoming a school librarian or maybe you just love to read and you're interested in finding out more about what librarian life is like, we are happy to have you here and I'm really excited to have some conversations with everybody about what it's like to really be a librarian because I know before I began in this role it was pre-COVID back in the days when you know everything was normal and um, I think a lot of people perceived the librarian job as someone that gets to read all day and oh you must love reading all these books and it must be so nice to be in a quiet library and have all this time to read and I'm not sure where that perception comes from, uh, but I know that that is definitely not what the library is like where I teach. So um, if any of you have that quiet space where you just read all day, please send me an email because I want to hear about that. But my library is busy and crazy and always something going on every single day. Um, So I wanted it to reflect what today's librarianship really feels like. It's not the quiet, shushy librarian with the bun and the sweater. You might have an awesome bun and an awesome sweater, but really it's so much more than that. It really is about us creating a space that's welcoming and a space that has books that represent every kid in our student body, every teacher, that there's something for everyone. So I really wanted this to be a space where we can have those conversations about diverse books for diverse kids and how to create a space that's welcoming, how to create activities that are engaging for a wide range of age groups. So I hope you guys will join us on this adventure and I hope that 
some of you guys will consider reaching out with questions and ideas because your ideas and questions are what's going to help me gear these episodes um, in the future. So if you have things that you're curious about, have questions about, have concerns about and need help or support, those are the perfect things to reach out and ask about because I am planning on getting some guests to come on to the show over the next few weeks and months and have them share their expertise and knowledge and help me and help you guys become the best versions of our librarian selves that we can be because you know if you're like me you're here for the kids and you really want to make it the most awesome experience possible so I'm excited to hear about ways that we can do that together. episode, I'll be sharing a trip report from the recent North Carolina School Library Media Association's October conference. I will review a book I read recently, The Light Pirate by Lily Brooks Dalton, which has a published date of December 6, 2022, so it's coming out in just a few weeks, and I will answer a few listener questions. So first of all, let's talk about the North Carolina School Library Media Association's annual conference in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So a lot of people call this association NC Slama for short. And I went to this conference and also had the opportunity to present two sessions there a couple of weeks ago, and it was such a great experience. First of all, if you have not been to a conference since COVID first began, let me just say that it was absolutely wonderful to be in the company of other librarians. I went to the AASL conference last October in Salt Lake City, and which for those of you who don't know what that is, it's the American Association of School Librarians. And that conference was awesome. But this conference is the first one I've been to where things really felt like they're starting to become normal again. There were so many incredible North Carolina authors, including several who are on our North Carolina Battle of the Books list just this year, like Alan Gratz and Joe Watson Hackle. If you're a librarian, by the way, Joe Hackle is currently offering free visits with her with Battle of the Books teams, with priority being given to those who have her book on the list for this year, like North Carolina does. So definitely check that out if you haven't yet. My team had their virtual author visit with her a little over a week ago, and they're still talking about it and asking me who's visiting us next. That's one thing that I definitely want to dig deeper into on a future episode is author visits. If you've found creative ways to fund author visits, have experience with some particularly great authors, or would just like to share some tips or advice about author visits, please share those tips with me and our audience. I would love to feature a collection of author visit tips in a future episode, and you never know, your tips may be featured. Message me on Twitter at EmilyGoLightly3 or email me at emilydgolightly at gmail.com to share ways you've made author visits a success at your school, or talk about authors that you've particularly enjoyed having so we can share these resources with others working to bring authors and illustrators to their schools. But anyway, back to the conference. As a librarian, this job can sometimes feel isolating And the theme of the conference was, we are not alone in the library. And it was a whole alien UFO theme, which was so much fun. I also think it reminds us of something really important. We're stronger together. And even if you're the only one in your building, or maybe there aren't even many librarians in your school district, there are a bunch of us out there and we aren't alone. 
I really love that theme because even when we feel alone or wonder how we're going to get it all done and figure out all the things, there are people out there who've been there and who've already figured it out and have the resources to share. Everyone has that thing that they're really great at. And if we all band together to share our thing, how much could we help each other out? That concept of community is just such a powerful thing to remember, especially as we're dealing with teacher shortages all over the country, book challenges, and the challenge of trying to support teachers and kids who are trying as hard as they can to make up for time lost during the pandemic. It's a big job, but together we can help each other make the most of it. I think that's one of the misconceptions I hear most about being a librarian. People think it's just this dream job where you get to sit around and read all day. I've had so many people say to me after they hear I'm a librarian, oh, that's my dream job. I would love to sit around and read all day as if that's all we do. When the reality is that I rarely find myself sitting during the day and I'm typically running from class to class, shelving books, planning activities, pulling resources for teachers, running our school news program and more. So having a conference that really supported the idea of community and support and care for one another was truly validating and refreshing. Another thing that I really loved at this conference was the vendor exhibits. As educators, you may be like me, always looking for awesome freebies and the best new books and things you can take back and use in your classrooms or libraries. I got so many awesome goodies, but one of my favorite things was the Barnes & Noble booth. Now, I'm not sponsored by Barnes & Noble, but I loved their booth and it was super fun. They had the whole blind date with a book set up, which if you're not familiar is where books are wrapped in paper so you can't see the cover. And there's a short description on the front with no spoilers. They had a huge selection of these on their table and my librarian friend Amanda and I both picked books from this table, but we didn't open them until we got back to our hotel room that evening. And let me just tell you, that was the most fun surprise at the end of the night. We had the best time laughing and trying to anticipate what was going to be inside. Amanda's book blurb said an eye-opening odyssey through the South's past, present, and future and was billed as a memoir. So I convinced her it was probably about Reese Witherspoon. So she picked the book and when she opened it, she was shocked to see it was actually My Vanishing Country by Bakari Sellers, who, if you don't know, is the youngest African-American to ever be elected to the South Carolina legislature, first elected at just 26 years old. Not exactly Reese Witherspoon, but still an interesting read. Needless to say, we had a good laugh at how far off we were with our guesses, which is part of the fun of these books. If you've never tried this with your students, I highly recommend it. I've done this with my students, but to experience it from the other side, picking my own mystery book was just so much fun. In my library, which I'm an elementary school librarian, we call these mystery books. Kids can write a book recommendation about a book they loved, and I'll tape the recommendation on top of their wrapped book, wrapped in leftover wrapping paper like a present, because I always tell them that books are a gift. If a kid wants to choose a mystery book, they first have to write a book recommendation, which is how I keep the mystery book supplied. To get a mystery, you have to give one for a future student to choose. It's an interesting way to help kids write about their reading, and it also helps them with persuasive writing because you really want to entice others to want to read the book you loved without giving anything away. I have a couple of quick book reviews to share with you all today. Recently, I read an advanced copy of The Light Pirate by Lily Brooks Dalton. 
This book's release date is December 6, 2022, so be on the lookout for it, just in time for your holiday season shopping. I wanted to share this book as our first book review because I just truly loved it, and it's left a lasting impact on me. I read it over the summer actually, but it's one of those books that just keeps popping into my mind and I can't stop thinking about it, so I thought we should talk about it. I don't like spoilers, so I'm not going to give away anything key to the plot, but I want to put this book on your radar because it has stuck with me. It's haunting and yet hopeful at the same time. A family living in a community in Florida in the not-so-distant future is riddled with heartaches and losses again and again due to the ever-present battle to survive in spite of the increasing intensity and frequency of hurricanes and storms due to climate change. Sounding at all familiar? The enigmatic and unlikely hero of our story is a tiny baby born in a devastating hurricane who grows up to be an incredible force in spite of everything she's gone through. It's a family story, but it's full of tragedy and also hope and perseverance, with a little bit of the fantastical sprinkled in to make it more magical. All of these bits and pieces are woven together in a lovely way and it's a sobering reminder of the fragility of our planet, as well as how the way we exist on this planet may need to change if we're to survive the challenges ahead. As someone who lives in a coastal community in Eastern North Carolina, this story really hits close to home and I hope that it will be impactful to others who may not yet be aware of the grave truth about climate change. On a lighter kidlet note, I also recently read an advanced copy of the absolute cutest story called Your School is the Best by Maggie Hutchings and was illustrated by Felicita Sala. If you're looking for a fun new spin on the familiar school story, you're going to love this book. It has an unlikely hero in an excited little cockroach who decides to hitch a ride to school in a child's bag, surprising and horrifying all of the people in the little boy's class they sneak to school with. The Roach family absolutely loves the school and all of the activities, and it's hilarious and surprising the ways in which they experience a typical school day, which is anything but typical because of them being there. This one is coming out this spring, and I think you'll love it for your elementary school library, or if you have young kids that are just getting ready to start school or in those early elementary years, it's a really cute, funny story. So I would love for you all to tell me what you're reading right now and what's on your shelf, what's on your to be read list, what's everyone in your book club talking about, what are those kid lit books that you can't wait to read and share with your students. If you have some great suggestions to share, send me a message on Twitter or email me with your suggestions. I'd love to read them and talk about them on a future show. So now let's just take a few moments to answer questions from the folks who have messaged me recently. I have a question today from Danielle who writes asking, do you use Beanstack at your school? I know there's a lot of controversy with AR, but I looked over the Beanstack site and I thought it would be a great alternative. I wanted your opinion on it before I discussed it with my principal. We currently do not have any motivators for reading and he's looking for how we can take our school to the next level. Of course, my answer is getting students to read more. So that's our question from Danielle. Danielle, thank you so much for this question. I have not yet used Beanstack at my school, but we are a former AR school. And I agree that AR, short for Accelerated Reader, if you didn't grow up with that program or use it as a teacher, it does have a complicated past and reputation. I do know of several schools and public libraries who use Beanstack and love it as a tool for reading promotion. There are digital tools and reading incentives, but 
They also have created reading logs that kids could take home and use as summer reading promotional tools as well. Public libraries often incorporate this into their reading promotion materials. You can visit beanstack.com for more info or to search and see if a site or school close to you is using this tool. For example, I know my friend Margaret's public library system uses this, so I searched their library, Cabarrus County Public Library, and their challenges popped up. By partnering with your public library, families can register as an individual or a family, but you can also register a class or a group, which means this could benefit your students, your personal children, or even be used for homeschool groups or book clubs. Students can input time spent reading, earn badges and prizes, and it could be a good extrinsic motivator for students who benefit from that sort of thing. Some drawbacks to this system are that it relies on students to input their time spent reading, and some teachers and librarians have expressed concerns about whether the child actually read as much as they said they read. So you kind of have to trust them and take what they say at face value. While most kids are going to put in what they actually read, there's always that situation where someone logs just to earn points. And some teachers express concerns about the accountability piece, which is not built into this program in the same way that Accelerated Reader requires book quizzes. Now, I am a huge proponent of just spending more time reading and showing kids your own reading life, modeling that behavior for them, the book, the books you're reading and that you're passionate about. Anyone who's ever heard of Donalyn Miller, <laughs> the author of the book Whisperer, Reading in the Wild and other great books on literacy, knows exactly what I'm talking about. Donalyn and another great advocate for reading, Colby Sharp, do a fantastic job of sharing so many great books with their students and giving them time and space in their schedule to read. If I could suggest one thing that will make a greater difference in your school than any other, it would be to give dedicated time every single day for your kids to read. Not just read a nonfiction article to annotate and respond to questions about it. Not just read whatever required book they're going to have to read during reading groups or literature circles or whatever, but to truly have time in your class to read what they want to read. I have a huge poster of my own 40 book challenge modeled after Donalyn Miller's work. And as I complete a book, I add an image of the cover to my 40 book challenge poster. And let me just say, the books on my poster are checked out more than other books because the kids see that it's one I've actually read and they trust me to recommend books they'll enjoy. We have those conversations about reading every chance I get and that builds trust and relationships where they know they can come to me to find books they'll enjoy. This isn't to say that Beanstack couldn't be a helpful tool in assisting with reading promotion. However, I know most school libraries have limited budgets and this program's not free. So I would partner with the public library system in your area to bring something like this to your students if possible, rather than incurring that cost yourself. One area of Beanstack that does intrigue me is the fundraising option. You can basically host a readathon where students earn dollars for, from donors, usually family and friends, for time spent reading. And those donations can be funneled back into your library or other school fundraising efforts for your school. This may be a good alternative to a book fair for those who are considering other ways to raise funds for your library or school. And I met another librarian at our conference recently, and she said she doesn't get the funds from her school's book fair because the parent teacher organization runs it and uses the money for their own fundraising efforts for other school programs. So 
If you're in a situation like that, or you just want an additional way to bring in funds for your library, Beanstack could be a great option for that as well. To wrap it all up, if you have any questions or comments or ideas for future episodes, please email me at emilydgolightly at gmail.com or send me a message on Twitter at emilygolightly3. If you want to help other listeners find this podcast community, please like and subscribe. Follow and tap that notification bell to make sure you never miss an episode. Make sure to check out our next episode with Stacey Hersey, who will be sharing resources and information about the North Carolina Battle of the Books. I'm really excited about this episode, and I hope you'll join us. Thanks for listening. Sorry I'm All Booked is a podcast by librarians for librarians. If you have a great idea for an episode or a question you'd like to share, please reach out to me at emilydgolightly at gmail.com and share what you're thinking. I'd love to have you on the show and love to have you share your ideas with me.